Sex Radio. And so it begins. Another Saturday with yours truly, Daniel Omara. Prepare to be wowed, blown away, and just straight up driven crazy by the madness that exists in my head and the show that is Hear Me Out. Welcome, it's RX Radio. Always a pleasure being with you guys on a beautiful morning like this one or whatever time of day. You know, you're listening to this. I almost said watching. Yeah, check out our podcast, man. Download the app RX Radio on Google Play Store and App Store. Get it. Listen to the stuff you've missed, right? Great shows, great people, awesome personalities. I'm talking about myself, but you know, allow me to brag a little. But yeah, man, it's good to have you guys here. As usual, Uganda is on its craziness. Consistency is a thing. Because I'm going straight to the tree issue, right? If you've seen it on social media, then you know what's happening. So there's this tree that was stopping people from building a highway. Apparently, Yunra was having issues with this ancient tree, right? You, you know those trees that only exist in Indiana Jones movies that you look at and you're like, oh my goodness, the tree of life. From where, It's like that giant tree in Avatar. If you guys have watched Avatar, the not the last airbender, Avatar, Avatar. Like, don't read the blue people who used to connect their braids together and somehow have orgasms. I, weird, weird, weird. It's like Pocahontas in space. Fun to watch though, won't lie. The graphics were amazing. So the, 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 the the home tree that they had in Avatar, but slightly smaller. That's what we're dealing with. So while they are building the Busegam PG Express works, right? Yunra meets this tree, and uh, the tree is like, F off, as in, go away. And Yunra is like, you go away. And the tree is like, no, I don't want. And an argument ensues. So the humans step in, of course, in defense of the tree. Um, not just any humans. The people who apparently know what's up with this tree. See, this tree has a bit of a history. Eh? Um, ancestors be living all up in that tree. It's like, imagine if Clock Tower had residence. Yeah, that's what, this is kind of the situation. So, they're mad. And they don't want the tree being cut down. But it's holding back the construction of an entire major highway. The Chinese have to move. And if we know them for anything, it's being fast. So, they pissed. This thing goes to court. Yunra, of course, is like, um, okay, fine. Because we understand superstition to a certain extent, we are going to cough up 150 million for you to relocate the spirits, right? After we cut the tree. Or before we cut the tree. Here's the part of the story I find wild, man. The tree owners, the people who, you know, speak on behalf of the spirits, the ambassadors of this tree, um, <laughs> Lord, the ambassadors of this tree are asking for 500 million and unlike Indians, it's non-negotiable. So, I don't know what the logistics of um, relocating spirits are like. I, I don't know if it costs that much, but 500 million. I want to say it seems a bit much, but like I said, I don't understand the logistics. Like, what do they need? Are they going to be transported by air? Of, of course, it's mostly going to be ethereal or like you know, what's the word for it? Uh, metaphysical, mostly. So, like, we need to get, like, I'm thinking ghost trucks so they can get their property, load it onto the truck, and then drive off quietly in the night. You know, we need to get them, like, plane tickets in case some of these spirits are bougie. And this, this stuff is expensive. I mean, they flew Alanya out for $1.5 I don't see why these spirits can't get respect. Because, first of all, we don't know how many they are. We have no idea. 
for all we know they could be hundreds even thousands right so the price they're asking for to relocate thousands of spirits is like um if you went and demolished the houses in nakawa <laughs> which already happened by the way nakawa quarters is missing but i'm just giving an example and you had to relocate all those people I think it would cost more than 500 million. Now, the the issue is we are not seeing these spirits. That that that's the problem. Everyone's like, how do you relocate something we can't see? How do we even know they've left? How do we know they were ever there to begin with? Well, as a Christian man, <laughs> very religious person by the way. And truth be told, if you're a religious person, it means you are to some extent, not even to some extent. You are superstitious. Just allow. I'm a superstitious person. And if there's one thing I know about spirits, they are not to be messed with. <laughs> yeah. We could have prayed over this tree, but um listen, this tree is hundreds of years old. We don't know who's been there. We don't know how many people have have copulated under it and done bad manners. So look, the tree has so much history. And I think the spirits are not even mad about the fact that you guys are taking down the tree. It's you're getting rid of memories. And it's the Chinese building the highway. So the spirits are like, how 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 dare you bring other people here to cut this thing down and put a rod in its place. With that said, um they went and cut the tree. Uh, and uh you know, things happen. This is like the exorcist, right? You mess with something, it messes with you back because I would like to say I I don't believe in spirits like being that hardcore. I'd like to think they're harmless or something like that. But um I think it was a sign when they got there cut the tree down. Oh you you know one the case by the way. They got to cut the tree down and they did like a boss. They cut the tree down and this tree decides, "Nah, fam, I ain't going out like that. I'm I'm, I'm on some gangster thing. Thug life. Yeah, yeah." And it falls right on the truck <laughs> that they had brought I think to carry it away. It destroyed one of their trucks. One of the good trucks. And I know a lot of you are saying in thinking the tree destroyed the truck. Yeah. Because look, I'm guessing the people who cut down the tree were like qualified tree cutters, right? It's not like they went and got Bebe Cool to come and cut down the tree. We all know that would end badly, mostly for Bebe Cool. But they got professionals to cut down a tree. Now, I'd like to think a professional would know which end of a tree to cut or how to cut it properly in, in a way that it lands, you know, away from them or not on them or any of their property but no this tree like straight up went fell on the truck and said yeah y'all don't know me yeah you you, you don't understand i'm i'm a 100 year old oak tree something come at me bro and things got wild bro things things got crazy the superstition kicked in properly now right like if you didn't believe before i think this is a sign this is a sign it's like that um that chapter in, in Jen Eyre where she's with Rochester i think they about that he has proposed marriage and then a tr- lightning strikes a tree and splits it in half yeah that kind of thing that's kind of what it looks like right now high school literature this tree mad man the spirits are not amused now a lot of ugandans are arguing that we are creating a problem we're putting a rod there yes i understand but if we don't deal with the spirits we are essentially creating a black spot on that rod the spirits must be appeased this is not the first time we are hearing of stuff like this right i mean we've heard of how sacrifices have to be made had to be made to bujagali for them to build the dam there or you know extend the the, the power grid the science of the word screw it i don't know it but that happened so 
what makes the situation different is what I don't understand. If, if we're going to say Bujagali needs appeasing, but we are going to take out a tree and not give a damn about it, I, I see kind of a double standard. Yes, I don't want to be the superstitious guy who's like, ah, you know, please leave the spirits. But I think you guys should have paid that 500 million because the court settled for 4.6 million shillings. And, you know, they, they took the land and, you know, cut down the tree, right? And cool, the man got something. And also, people have come out to say he was milking the situation by asking for 500 million. Yeah, what if he needs to buy the spirits a whole new plot of land, man? Relocation means buying new land. Now, if there's thousands of them, each of them is going to need like an acre. And if pastors are allowed to do it, <laughs> why can't a dude do it with a tree? I mean, this may be his god. Maybe somebody worshipped this tree. He could have built a religion around this tree. I don't think he milked it enough, actually. I think he could have done more. And the only reason they cut the tree down is not gazetted as a cultural site, and therefore the 500 million shillings compensation was unjustifiable. Okay. Not to be the bearer of bad news, and I really, really, really hope I'm wrong about this, but when cars start flipping for no reason, like you're driving at 5 kilometers an hour and your car just overturns, flips over like a dead cockroach and just lands on its back and flicks its legs, okay, tires, I think that is the point where we'll have to accept. I think more needs to be done in regards to this issue. Like I said, I'm a fairly superstitious person, so I don't be, I, I really don't think unhappy spirits are to be messed with. And these are not, I don't think these are types of spirits that come and haunt you and like slam the door or throw a book, slap a cup, and then watch dramatically as you panic. I, I, I think these, these ones are like serious, serious. Eh? So especially when it comes to roads, it's a transport system. A lot of people take those roads. A lot of things are happening. And I'm going to explain an interesting theory when I get back from the break that um, kind of should give an insight into what I'm trying to say. It's not the most accurate, but uh, bear with me. Why? Because that's the name of the show. It's Hear Me Out with Daniel O'Mara. Be back in a bit. Radio. Hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out, hear me out. Oh yeah. Hear me out with Daniel O'Mara on this beautiful Saturday morning. <laughs> you listen to Eric's radio, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show. And today we are talking trees, right? Trees. All you weed heads out there are getting excited. Nope, it's not the smokable kind. It's actually a tree, ancient tree, very old. We're talking about 70 old. A um, couple of centuries old, which is known for having ancestral spirits that Yunra has decided to cut down in favor of constructing a road. Now, before I went to the break, I said, I have a theory about why this is a bad idea. However, I would also like to say, Mr. Hussein Katamba, who has compensated 4.6 million shillings by UNRWA for a 0.083 acre piece of land, right? Where the tree was found. Yet, the initial plan, they had settled for 150 million out of court. But he asked for 500 million. Now, Mr. Hussein, nowhere in the world are you going to get that much money for that kind of land. You should have taken the money. 
you should have taken the money i don't know what spirit location logistics are like but you could have asked them to go live with some of their relatives and paid for their upkeep i don't know because 150 million could have done you a lot of wonders right both you and your spirits like you, you both would have been sorted i think possibly even for life but you just had to go and make an issue out of this in court Yes, like I said, I don't understand the cost of spirit lo- relocation logistics. Like I said, I assume there's thousands of them. But look, you should have taken the deal, bruv. You should have taken the deal. That's all I'm saying. So now what? You you, you, you how are you going to relocate them on a budget of 4.6 million shillings? You're operating at a loss. Even spirits know this. Even if they died before there was an actual currency, they understand the concept of butter trade. Gotten more, cause now 4.6 million. You just go and grab a couple of chicken and slaughter them, and then maybe appease the spirit. I, I don't know what you're going to do. But on the flip side, I'd like to tell you now also, um, you've pissed off two categories of people now. Um, you pissed off the spirits, the living and the dead, essentially. You pissed off Mr. Katamba Hussein, who I think now is going to collaborate with the spirits just to make life difficult for the rest of us. And also, of course, the spirits were mad. They wouldn't be here if they weren't. They are just chilling in a tree, like they can't get a normal building. Like, go chill in a tomb, like normal spirits. That's where we're supposed to find you guys. Enough with the jokes, though. Here's why I think they should have just given this guy the the one fifty, regardless of what the court answered. Because the court said they can't give him the five hundred million because it has not been, you know, gazetted as a cultural site, and therefore five hundred million shillings compensation was unjustifiable gazetted i hate that word for no reason it just sounds weird it's like someone tried to spell gazelle and made it a verb i hate english sometimes so this is the situation at hand and here is why i say they should have you know given him the money for whatever reasons you can say yes he was trying to fleece the the road construction guys trying to fleece yunra get money out of them but like i like, hey i've stated it before if we can let pastors do it Why can't he? In fact, I think where this guy went wrong was not building a religion around the tree. Yes, because remember that dude who called himself God, and then died recently. The guy who had to make everybody wear white. I think his name was Bishaka or something like that. And I was shocked when God passed away. Then we have pastors who are just generally fleecing their congregation and stuff. So I don't see anything wrong with this guy trying to get money for relocating spirits, because. Contrary to popular belief, I do believe the spirits are there. Me personally, as me, raised Christian, therefore, if you can believe in God, you can also believe that He can't be the only entity existent in the metaphysical form. So, there's lots in that category, lots of people in that realm, right? I have seen the spiritual stuff, especially on roads. There's a theory that was postulated by mostly taxi drivers, turn boys, people who frequent the three major highways. That's Kampala Gulu Highway, um, Masaka Highway, also known as Masaka Highway, and uh, the Jinja Road, the, the Jinja Highway, basically. Longest highway, I think, in Africa. Those three roads allegedly have alternating seasons for accidents. I've been told this by several drivers who like take regular routes there. And they know which seasons to avoid, and the seasons alternate. So let me give you an example. Let's say Mavira gets Christmas, Ginger Highway gets Christmas. That's when the accidents are happening on Mavira Highway. Um, Kampala Gulu gets Easter. You understand? 
then Masaka or Masaka Highway gets, I think, um, Eid, because we can't just rely on Christian holidays. We, we, we look equality here, right? Diversity. We are representing everybody, and this is a thing. It is a thing. So I decided to look into it and I actually found out yes, the seasons do alternate. Someone even joked about how July is accident season on Masaka Road. I'm yet to see it. I'm not looking forward to it at all. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here thinking, hmm, it would be nice to, you know, chill along Masaka Road and watch bad things happen in July. No, no, that is not what I'm looking for. But based on what I have heard from the people who frequent these roads, there are seasons. And this is not this bad driving, yes. But the stories you hear is we were in the car and then black clouds covered the interior. We couldn't see anything. And we just veered into the lane of oncoming traffic and that's how the accident happened. Now, most of the people who have experienced this haven't lived to tell the story. Those who have, have told the story. And I can guarantee you, almost everyone is like, you crazy, that, that's in your head. But when you hear it from enough people, you begin to understand this may actually be real. Because weirdly, it was the same story behind Isa's death. You remember Isa, the Kenyan artist who came out with Bomba Train like in the early 2000s? If you don't know, you're too young to date me. But yeah, the girl did the Bomba Train and uh, what was that other song? Mm, he had a suicide. That was the story behind his death. So this is not an uncommon phenomenon. There is some kind of spiritual activity, not just on the highways, but in lots of places. We all know almost every high-ranking politician has a rainmaker on their payroll. It's why it never rains at some people's campaigns. And, you know, hey, it's Africa. I'm not going to judge. Listen, if, if, if you have to keep your supporters dry, I get it. It's cheaper to come to the rally with a rainmaker than carry an umbrella. You know, I understand. This is you looking out for your supporters and also just in favor of your campaign. Do you? I'm not, I'm not going to jump on anyone for that. But we cannot deny that the spiritual element does exist. I have witnessed, much to my own horror, people retrieving bodies from the lake, but not retrieving like bodies, like going in, diving, deep sea or underwater and getting them. Like someone drowns, right? Uh, Lake Bunyoni. Skid drowns, gone completely. Uh, Family's crying and all that, and they're like, how do we get the body back? And this dude walks up and says, pay me 10,000 shillings and I'll bring the body back. And I'm thinking... This dude is going to dive into the deepest crater lake, second deepest lake in Africa, like, and go get the boat. How? With what? Which equipment? And for 10K? Damn, bro, you should have charged more, like as if. But I understand in a place like uh, Kabale, you know, it's like, it's, it's, um, the economy is not doing as well. 10K is a lot. You could survive on 10K for like a week. So it's it's a crap load of money. So people pull together, gather the money, give it to this guy. And I can guarantee you, scariest thing I ever saw, this guy walks over to the water, says some stuff, throws some, you know, herbs and leaves, maybe a lizard, I don't know, into the water, and then starts twirling his hand in the water. About two minutes later, a body rises to the surface. You people, my balls relocated. No, they switched position. Like they're somewhere in my prostate right now. They've never come back down. You can't be a man in that situation. Are you nuts? No pun intended, but yo, these are things you see and you're like, eh, eh, this stuff is real. I switched to a Muganda. You know that deep voice Muganda get when they show, eh, eh. 
number guy. That was me. So I'm like, this is not so far removed. Superstition is not just an idea. These things actually do happen. So, when I hear people saying, because a lot of people have said this, we may have just created a black spot on that road. I kind of agree with them. We are going to have to do a lot more than we have done right now. And I have a very interesting idea, which I'm going to pitch to you guys in the next bit of the show. Keep it, Rx. You see me out with Daniel Omara. Hear me out. Hear me out. Why is it that you can't seem to stop listening? Look, all I'm saying is, if you believe Bujagali is a thing, the god they had to appease in order to let them continue the construction of the hydropower dam and a second bridge in Jinja, if you saw Kadaga walk into a shrine, if, 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 if you've seen the spiritual stuff happen, you know, then I don't see why this tree is any different. We, we, we can't select when we're superstitious and when we're not. Can we be consistent about this damn tree? That's all I'm asking. It's Hear Me Out with Daniel Omar. Welcome back to the show. And today we're talking about this tree that you're cut down. It shouldn't be a big deal, to be honest. I don't think. It's wood, right? But I think we need to have, like, an exorcism <laughs> or something. Like, yeah, because if someone tells you there are angry spirits in a tree, uh, I think you would be amiss to brush it off and say it's no big deal. Especially since the guys building the road are Chinese. I don't think they understand enough about our ways and our culture and our beliefs to actually do anything. I'm actually impressed that Yunra tried. Yunra tried to compensate the guy. 150 million was quite the compromise, right? The 500 he was asking for, yeah, maybe a bit over the top. But for the most part, Yunra tried because I believe they understand what this means traditionally. Which is a good thing. Spirits though, man, you guys, you spirits need therapy sometimes. Why are you out here being mad at people for living their best lives and building roads and stuff? But here's what I wanted to suggest. Let's get religious leaders, first of all, <laughs> to go to that spot and pray. Because Mr. Hussein Katamba was not very amused about this whole thing. So I'm guessing uh, the amount he got, which was his fault, by the way. I'm sorry, Mr. Katamba. I'm sorry. This is on you. You messed up. You got a good deal and you tried to hang on too long. You, 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 you really don't know how to play poker. You need to cut when things are good, right? And that applies to almost everything in life. And he just insisted on getting an amount that was atrocious. 500 million in this country. Compensation. Some people just don't get compensation at all. Ask the guys who were evicted from Naguru. He had, he had it good. Then he went ahead and ruined it. So I think even the spirits are mad at him as well. So now they are going to take that out on him and us for his bad negotiation skills. So we need religious leaders. And I don't just mean Christian religious leaders. Bring, you know, the church, Islam, every masjid we know in this country. It took me a while to figure out what masjid meant. I just got it, so I'm using that word. Uh, bring the Baha'i, for Christ's sake. I don't I don't know, because I think the Baha'i are the guys who basically built a temple for people to come and pray and worship their respective deities without bias. I think, like, the coolest religion ever. I... 
I, hey, I'm, I, I can mess with that. I can work with that, actually. Bring them. Pray for that damn tree and that spot. And when I say pray for the tree, I, do, I don't just mean pray for where the tree was. I mean pray for the wood of the tree as well. Because that is some quality wood. Let's be honest. Very, very quality wood. Um, okay, it sounds weird that I'm suggesting we pray for quality wood. Because, you know, couples do that though in marriage. Because according to Christianity, you get um, wood is best enjoyed in the context of marriage. <laughs> So it's okay for you as a couple to pray right before you get down to the sticky yiki. Uh-huh. But that's not what I'm talking about in this case. Sorry, I keep going off on tangents. You guys forgive me. ADHD is real. So they need to pray for the tree and the spot where the tree was. We, we, we are going to have to bless that place. Yes, you may not be a fan of all this stuff, all this superstition, but let's just do it, if not to ensure the safety and well-being of people in general, and at least to put their hearts at ease. Because so many people are coming up and just saying, Mue, <laughs> this is going to become a problem eventually. And like I always say, I'm not looking forward to it. In fact, I'm wishing I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope this doesn't grow into something as horrible as what I would think it would be because a black spot, there's lots of them. There's lots of black spots on these roads, right? There's, there's, there's quite a couple of them. Some of them are genuine accident black spots where the curve is just wild. Be ready. It's like, this is why I don't go for Instagram models. Them curves, you will crash and burn and die very badly. But that, that also, that's my concern with the road, that it's one of those spiritual black spots. In the previous bit, I discussed how Mabira, the, uh, the Ginger Highway, Gulu Kampala Highway, and the Massacre Highway, the three major highways in Kampala basically have their alternating seasons for this kind of thing. That's why I'm insisting religious leaders, not just one religion, but all of them. The trick is though, which pastor do you get to pray for these things? Because I don't trust most of them. Sorry, I'm a Christian who really doesn't trust my fellow Christians. <laughs> and with good cause. Yeah, we've seen them fleecing people and all that, cheating congregations out of money. So I, I have my issues. I have my reservations. I, I would recommend Moses Mukisa, but he's more of a financial advisor, pastor and stuff. Pastor Chris, maybe? Mbonye doesn't do praying for trees. That's not in his um, um, thing. It's, it's, it's not his thing. He... he, he Wealth advice also. He's in, he's in the prosperity gospel. So if they're not paying him the 150 million to pray for the tree, I don't think he's going there either way. My question is who? Who do we send there? I can't speak for the Muslims or other religions, but as far as I'm concerned, okay, let's let's just go with Church of Uganda. Because I think it's it, it's only them who can handle this kind of thing. They're, they're the most qualified for the job. I'm not speaking from like any point of expertise or anything. I just think, you know, the people who wear the actual robes, have over superpowers when it comes to spiritual stuff. I don't understand it. Let them go. Someone has to go pray for that. That's the point I'm trying to make. And when I say pray for the tree, the wood as well. Because this is a, this is a tree that's been around for centuries. It's old. It's big. This tree thick. This tree is lizzo. Made of wood. Thick, thick. Like, and they've cut it down. Which means there's an abundance of wood. And they're going to make stuff out of it. All I'm asking is, can I at least get a TV stand? But after the wood has been prayed for, because we've all heard of cursed objects, right? 
possessed. Like the Annabelle doll, uh, there's the Elmo Knows Your Name doll, there's a painting in Bulgaria. There's a couple of things you really just don't mess with. Uh, the best example is uh, there's an actor called James Dean, charismatic dude from like, you know, the, the early 1900s. 1955, he basically crashed his car, a Porsche, uh, slammed into another car going 85 miles per hour. Tragic as it was, that's not the end of the story because, you know, he, he, he died. But then every component of the car, everyone who tried to drive that car ended up in an accident. Everyone who took a part from that car and put it in their car ended up in a situation. And the cycle has been repeated for years until they've almost had to look for the parts of his car and just discard of them. Now, I don't want that TV stand if it's coming from this tree. <laughs> and if it doesn't, this, this thing goes deeper. I'm not fear-mongering. I'm just telling you guys the possibilities of how many ways this could go wrong. And I can guarantee you, um, it probably will. I'm not sitting there, like I said, waiting for things to go bad, but just consider it. Consider it. We, I think we need to do a lot more in regards to this tree and this road even before we start construction even before construction because they've cut the tree down yes they're going to go do their thing but somebody pray for this thing like bring just just bring someone to bless this spot or appease the spirits or because the money i think you gave this dude was not enough for him to even buy chicken for the spirits so look someone else has to do it bring the traditional guys who understand the concept bring whoever it takes to make sure that spot doesn't turn into a black spot for the next couple of years for Uganda. Please, please, it's a request, a very humble one. This on you, Yunra, and China, <laughs> if you care enough. I'm just saying, try it. It may work out. I don't want to be the guy driving there a couple of years from now, and I'm like, I said this, now look, there's a cloud in my car. Why is it raining in my vehicle, and yet it's dry outside, and I can't see stuff? There's Nimbus on my windshield, and nowhere else. I, do, I, I don't want to be the guy or oh, I don't want anyone else to have that kind of experience but then again maybe that's just me let's wait see how this plays out and hope for the best see me out with Daniel Omar on RX Radio stay with us I'll be back hear after the out, music hear me out hear me out Welcome back. Hear me out with the one and only, the sexiest, the best legs from Northern Uganda. Brought to you courtesy of my mom, Daniel O'Mara. Woo! Born to do good things and run away from relationships. That's what what good legs are for, man. If you're an athlete, stay single. (laughs) Just me. Okay, sorry, sorry. I went, I strayed. I've been talking about wood and trees for so long. I've, I've, I've literally started, you know, catching wood. Speaking of wood... That's an interesting topic that I think needs to be discussed. Um, penile fracture. Yes, penile fracture. Do you know what that is? I mean, we know what the average fracture is. You know, a bone either cracks or breaks. The fracture is basically just, you know, like a crack or a break in something solid, right? Normally a bone. The penis, however, is not too far removed from being a victim of this very same phenomenon. Why? Because it hardens. That's the thing. Anything that gets hard is capable of breaking. So a penile fracture is, um, by definition, of uh, you know Cleveland Clinic, myclevelandclinic.com. It's um, a penile fracture. 
it's not really a fracture because you know the pin is not a bone however you can break your penis if it's bent or hit while it's erect allow me to explain because let me be frank a lot of guys don't know enough about their own morphology to actually avoid certain things but it's becoming a, a far more common phenomenon than would like to think and i'll get to the causes a little later but this is the breakdown of what exactly happens to your pinny when it fractures so your penis has two columns or cylinders that are like sponges that fill with blood and make the penis hard hmm i've been wondering how that thing goes from like a piece of cloth to an electric pole it's amazing though i understand the female's fascination with it but yeah okay let's continue so one column is called a corpus cavernosum <laughs> sounds like a latin like secret society corpus cavernosum yeah so the corpus cavernosum there are two called the corpora cavernosa these columns are covered by a protective layer called the tunica albuginea and you have to screw this so okay your penis is considered broken when the tunica albuginea is torn open right yeah basically it 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 breaks like it it can only break in its hard state while while it's there in its solid form and it encounters some form of blunt force trauma right to the tip or force that forces it to bend that's where the problems come in you will be surprised that it's the leading cause of penile fractures is sex <laughs> yeah sex yeah i mean where else would be be fracturing it morning wood no one has ever accidentally rolled onto their guy in the morning okay i think i may have once it really hurt but i did fracture um yeah so that's the thing and one of the leading causes ironically in this month where we are celebrating women is the woman on top style yeah that's one of the leading causes of penile fractures it has been scientifically proven i'm 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 looking at it here I'm on my phone as we speak fearfully by the way there's a tear in my eye because yo ah ah do, do not google the images do not it looks like an actual fracture but with more blood and you know like it it can sometimes go so far as to like tear the urethra and stuff it's it gets that bad it's intense don't google the pictures just hear me out The symptoms of a penile fracture include a popping or cracking sound when it happens. Ah, okay, I haven't had that one yet. Extreme pain that may or may not continue, yes, because adrenaline kicks in. And you know, you're just like, wow. Immediate loss of erection because yo, how can you stay standing when you, you half of you is broken? Bruising and swelling from blood build up under the skin, blood in the urine and at the tip of the penis. Oh my goodness, this is such a hard topic to address, but I think we as guys need to talk about it. So the blunt force guy is erect and it hits something hard and bends sexual activity with a partner is one of the leading causes right not for any other reason other than the fact that you know especially because porn has had such an influence on our lives someone's on top they're riding and they want to go up and down or get out and put it back in for whatever reason i don't know why people just like to be so dramatic can we just stay in and do like a regular thing but no some people have to go all the way and just make this very complicated so sexual activity with a partner penile fracture can happen when your penis slips out of your partner and thrusts against the area between the anus and the perineum or the pelvic bone basically you get out and collide with a wall 
not indoors, outdoors. Like you, you miss the point and hit something else and it can break you. And I mean that literally in every sense of the word. Because, yo, um, as a guy, I, I really, really, really like that appendage dangling down there. It's like another limb, you know, with only human beings who actually have five limbs, no tail. And we're cool with it, so it's very important to keep it safe. My appeal, I guess, is to the ladies, be gentler when you're on top of it, dude. Be gentler. Don't, don't rely on gravity to just make things interesting, right? Because, like I said, porn has really messed things up. Some of you want to jump up and down on that thing. Just be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, who's your mommy? A question I can't answer because, sincerely, it would be offensive to the person who actually carried me for nine months rent-free. So, no, not you. I know who she is and it is not you I'm just saying be gentler when you're on top of a dude because I can appreciate that it hurts you too when you descend directly on a schlong that's a little too well built you know it's like that's where guys get names for their penises like start calling it weasley pipes and stuff but overall it hurts you too so if it hurts you then consider the fact that there's a chance it may hurt us enjoy like slow and like normal stuff the, the going out and coming back in is, is, is just what, what are you trying to do sincerely can't we just stay in there my advice is this and not from like any sex book or manual or kama sutra or anything just experience don't get on top of it don't get on top of it like get on top of him lean forward and then back up into it because there you both have more control it's it's easier when it's going back and forth than when it's going up and down because already like i said gravity is a disadvantage especially if you don't have the thighs to keep you at a level whereby you can control the penetration right so it's only fair that you lean forward back up on that guy and then ride it these things you guys see in movies where someone just sits on it and starts whining and trying to spell their name and stuff on you. Uh, no, no, that is choreographed. And also, they're not actually sitting on anything because it's only about, what, 20% of movie scenes where they actually have sex, if not less. So, yeah, don't take the Pornhub version of this story. Work with me. I'm coming from this as a dude. If you're listening and you're a woman and you want to get on top, please back and forth not up and down back and forth up and down work on your thighs because you're going to need a hectic thigh game you're going to need the thighs of an athlete to squat and keep yourself balanced again i'm not giving this as like a specialist in sex i'm just speaking as a guy who has had experience and nearly had this guy broken there's no popping sound it's just once you miss and hit the wrong part your career can end really quickly and by career i mean fatherhood career that could be it so stay safe and also this obsession with like rough sex and stuff can can we just turn it down a bit be be normal human beings don't kill yourself don't don't destroy your equipment in the process of trying to reenact some kind of pornography scenario like be normal sex is sex i think we've over fetishized this thing and made it a little too wild yeah props for creativity but damn if it costs you your penis then i i really don't see the worth in it and bear with me because this is advice that is necessary 
the other reasons for penis fractures are weird. That's why I, I didn't go into them, but I can mention them in the next link if you want to hear them, and I'll drop them and get over it real quick when I come back from the music break. Rx Radio, hear me out with Daniel Mara. Rx Radio. Hey, welcome back to the show, which has been one hell of a show. Goodness. Ah, we've talked about everything from trees to wood to wood fractures. Which, which which is just a topic I am I am so uncomfortable discussing, but I have to because guys, you need to protect your wood. And I'd say I'm going to mention the other reasons causing penis fractures, you know, randomly. And uh, there's there's just like three others. Um, there's this thing called takandan. I don't know how to pronounce it, but let me say it like a Middle Eastern takandan. Uh, this method of bending an erect penis is practiced by some Middle Eastern or Central Asian men in order to make an erection go away or to change the shape or size of the penis. Uh, my advice, don't do it. You could break your pee-pee. Like I said, anything that gets hard is capable of breaking. And it's not a bone, but there's a chance you can break it. It's there. The evidence is there. Don't Google the photos unless you, you really like want to sympathize with the issue. And if you've been a victim of this, I, I really do feel your pain, quite literally. Ooh, goodness. Ah, this stuff must hurt. So I turned down on my sex life. Second reason, besides, you know, the obvious one, energetic masturbation. Now, I have no idea how energetic you have to be to break your own pee while jerking off. Why are you like this? Like, what are you trying to prove? You're trying to rip it off? This is why sometimes I wish this thing came with screws. Like, you just unscrew it, keep it somewhere safe in a box. And someone's like, man, I want to smash tonight. You're like, ah, I locked my box and I don't know where the key is, man. I lost it. Energetic jerking off. Like, what are you doing? Using two hands? And if you're using two hands, then how big is it? Like, be, 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 eh. goodness. Be realistic as a human being, man. You, you can't jerk off to the point where you break yourself like this. Why? You have to be like cocked out on some, no pun intended. I meant drugs. You have to be like on drugs or something. Like that dude who was on crystal meth and fought off three police officers while furiously jerking off. Legend. Don't agree with what he did, but let's first respect how much concentration and energy it takes to fight off three people while masturbating. Absolute legend. And also, not a role model you want to follow. Then, the other reason is falling onto your erection, rolling over onto your erection, or hitting your erect penis against a wall or door in a dark room. Yeah, I won't lie. Uh, the worst that has happened is me getting caught in a zipper. That's when I was a kid. Ever since then, nah, you're not taking me there. Mm. But yeah, be careful, man. Be careful. It, it, it's why they advise you sleep like in boxers. So that that morning wood then catch you off guard and you roll onto it, it could actually break your guy. But you know that thing, when you're sleeping, it's kind of flexible at the point where it joins to your body, so it it sympathizes with you a little bit, kinda. But that's all I'm going to say on the topic because let me be honest, it's um it, it's making me nauseous just thinking about that part breaking. I really need that part. I don't have kids yet, and I intend to have a quite a 
a couple of them. This is not the news I should be listening to. It's it's demotivational. Let me jump on to something. Speaking of sex, right? Um, this tweet caught my eye. It's from Pfizer Fabs, um, prominent radio presenter, uh, influencer, and you know, all around nice girl. I I I, I think she's cool. People's her name sounds like you know a, a COVID vaccine, but I, I I can work with Pfizer. She's a cool person. It's just sometimes she drops these opinions on Twitter and I'm like, ah, Pfizer, why are you like this? So she puts up this tweet and says, but what is wrong with Ugandan men? Hmm? Yeah, with the cliche. A girl can't come over and spend the weekend without you expecting some? <laughs> uh, I'm laughing because what? Uh, look, Pfizer. Of course, the guys went ham in, in, in the replies, right? Which personally... I don't recommend. I don't I don't see why the men should be triggered by this. Yes, I understand why they're triggered by it. It's we we're kind of tired of always being portrayed in a negative light. Like you rarely see a positive tweet about men from a woman. So of course they just went crazy. They're like, hey, what's up? You really expect to come to my home and live without giving me some? Come on. Actually, when you come to my place, you're not even suppo- I'm not supposed to ask for some. You should know what to do. Uh coming over. Why not then go to your relative's home because they won't be asked for some. The replies are quite cliche, basically implying, you know, I'm not your father, I'm not related to you. Um, we're, we're smashing if you're coming over. And ladies, let me be frank with you. This is a mentality that a lot of guys have. Why are you going over to a dude's place if you don't expect to smash? I understand you have male friends. Cool. I have female friends who get to sleep over and chill, right? Because these are my day ones. I'm not trying to smash everything that's female. But like I always say, my bedroom is the boundary. If you're stepping in there, we're doing this. Now, why would you in your right mind want to come over to someone's house? A guy, for example, and expect not to have any sort of encounter or not to give anything. Because like I I always say, I have a problem with the way sex is looked at as something men get from women. I think it's something that happens between two people. Now, you going over to a weekend at someone's house, let me just draw you a budget. Because for me, this was my response, right? My response was very simple. He's not entitled to sex just in the same way you're not entitled to his accommodation for an entire weekend. Weekends are costly. I mean, bundles cost less. There's, there's like, you could, you know, call rates are cheaper. But for the most part, I'm keeping you in my house. I'm paying for food. I'm paying for water. You're bathing. You're showering. You're probably using my lotion. And we know how much women consume lotion because you oil your whole body. For us, we oil the parts that the world is going to see. So if you're wearing a long sleeve shirt, you oil until the part where it's folded. So a female sleeping over at your house means more lotion, right? Probably yaka. Entertainment. She's chilling. Drinking water. Uh, Internet. Wi-Fi, all these things have to be catered to. The house being clean, of course, that's just the bare minimum you can offer yourself as a human being. I don't see why you should make a big deal out of, I cleaned my house for you. No, guys, just clean your house for yourself. What is wrong with you? But that, it's costly. Now, with that said, like I said, I don't think you owe him sex. But at the same time, he doesn't owe you accommodation. What is this sense of entitlement where you're saying, I can come over and sleep whenever I feel like it and not give anything in return? Ladies, this stuff is transactional. 
the key word here is transactional. You give some, you get some. This is how it works. A whole weekend at someone's house and you don't expect to do anything? I know she didn't specify the relationship. There's a part of this story that's missing, right? But for the average guy, you want to use my home as a getaway and not, you know, help out the situation. It's not that we always want sex. This is a misconception. It's not that we always want sex. But what did you expect as a woman when you went there? We need to stop being childish about these situations, man. If I call the girl over to my place, there are certain expectations I have, depending, of course, on who she is to me and what she means to me. Now, in this case, I don't think this was like, oh, we are besties kind of scenario. And even if it were, then I, I wouldn't go sleep over at my besties for an entire weekend. I would like give space and be like, yo, let me spend the night and I'm out. Like I said, I've had sleepovers with my female friends. Nice people, cool people. I have no intention of smashing. But for the average girl, if you're sexy, you're beautiful, you're you are, you are physically attractive, a dude is going to want to smash. It may not be the only thing he wants from you, but it's definitely on the list of things he wants. On the hierarchy, it may be anything from number one to number five, but it's there. And you're sharing a bed with this human being. And I always keep saying, sex is physical for us. The moment you're rubbing up against me in the bed, I'm getting ideas. Now, y'all are the type who want to go to a dude's place and cuddle and get your fulfillment of affection and give nothing back in return. Now, that's unfair. You're leaving a dude with blue balls. Be considerate. I don't think we should be discussing this topic ever again. If you have no plans of smashing a guy, don't go over there. Don't eat his money. Don't take his gifts. That's all I say. Accountability, reciprocation, and transaction. Those are the three words you need to remember in this thing. Something for something is a thing. Regardless of what situation you're in. You give some, you get some. Remember that. As long as he didn't force himself on you, we're good. But him wanting sex, there's nothing wrong with that. What he does to get it is where we can debate. But a guy wanting a smash... There's nothing wrong with women wanting money. There's nothing wrong with wanting stuff. You're allowed to want. Are you getting it? No. In which case, I think he's also allowed to bounce you from the house if you're not meeting your end of the bargain. Simple. Let me cut to a break, take a good drink, you know, come back here and finish this situation. Also with something else very interesting. It's Hear Me Out with Daniel O'Mara. Keep it locked. Rx. Hear me out. Hear me out. Radio. Hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out. Oh my god. Omara, did you just say that it's okay for a guy to bounce a chick from his crib if she's not giving him some? Yes, I said it. Do I condone it? Do I encourage it? No. Do I understand when a guy does it? Yes, because we've all been used. Welcome back to the show. It's here me out with Daniel Omara, and I'm addressing Pfizer's tweet that says, why can't I just go spend a weekend at a guy's house and he? why does he expect sex? Listen, Nyabo, if you're hot and attractive, we, we are going to try to smash, naturally. Also, why do you expect to be accommodated for free and give nothing back? 
at all. Why did you go over there? And me saying this, I know there are women listening and they're going to be like, uh, you're a rape apologist. I don't care. I don't care. Truth be told, if, listen, I keep saying don't take gifts from people you don't plan on giving something back to. There's people who gift you because they're your friends, they're your family. Then there's people who, with men especially, this is the fact. We expect something in return for what we offer. And we're not talking about just affection. Yes, maybe a thank you. Yes. Uh, consideration, fine. But sex? Yeah. That is usually the objective. And I'm not even going to be apologetic for it. Because we've all been used. We've all been in situations where you meet a chick in the club and she leaves and goes home with you, not because she has any plans of being with you in your bed, but because she didn't have a place to sleep that night. The hostel was locked, she can't go back to her parents' house, and she went to your home. That was it. So now you have to deal with another human being who is, you know, feeding off your resources. And for us as males, it's from a resource perspective almost purely from a resource perspective. You're consuming my Wi-Fi. You're on my Netflix. You're using my yaka. You're finishing my lotion. You're using my water. You're eating my food. Because on average, I plan for a month in advance. I buy breakfast, lunch, and supper in bulk. And I know how I'm going to cook them differently. Right? It doesn't matter which food goes where. I don't care. I could have Weetabix for supper, if that's how I feel that day. I could have eggs for lunch. It's cool. I could have rice for breakfast if it was good leftovers. I'm cool with that. But now you're eating this and then you come with your special needs as well. And you say, um, I want liver and I'm supposed to pay for that. For a full weekend, I'm taking care of you in my house. And you think this is supposed to be for free. Ladies, no. No. No, 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 no. The only part of this thing I will disagree with is him trying to force himself on you. Cool. But him wanting to smash or wanting something in return, you're not even allowed to judge us for that. Because if I did that to a woman, went over, spent all that time at her house and gave nothing back, the story would be, ah, this guy came, he ate my food, he did this, he didn't even lay the bed, he just went away at the end of the day. Call a man, it would, it would be one horrible story. So I'm telling you, that's exactly what we are thinking of you. And let's first step away from the sex for a minute. Let's just step away from the sex and say, okay, fine. You don't want to smash. I can understand. First off, I don't want you there for the entire weekend if you don't want to smash. Friday, cool. Saturday, you're gone. In the morning. I'm not going to bounce you in the middle of the night because that creates a whole other security threat. You being out there alone in the darkness is not safe. So I can compromise and offer you a room in my house because I have more rooms than the average guy's household. However, I've had a lot of women say, yeah, why can't you just leave her in the bedroom and take the couch? No, it's my house. You get the living room. I get the bed. I bought it for that reason. It's mine. You get the duvet. You can't cuddle with someone and expect them not to catch a horn. Like, what is this? Now, away from the sex, as I say, what contribution are you making to my house that warrants you being there besides the sex and let's say the conversation because conversation may be good and stuff but think of all the things you're consuming and think of what you're giving back a lot of women are so comfortable that showing up is enough 
That's where I have a problem. A lot of you are so comfortable with showing up. I showed up. Therefore, you, you, you should pamper me. No. Showing up is what I call the bare minimum. Yes, you showed up. Showing up shows intent. It means you're interested. It means you're, to some extent, invested. So now that you've shown up, what are we going to do? Have you shown up only for your personal benefit? Or is this a two-way? Are, are, are we contributing towards each other? Or you show up and now expect me to take care of you because you appeared? We need to stop doing this because we've seen it on dates. Someone's like, I dressed up for him. No, you dressed up. Yes, cool. You look good. Fine. I also dressed up for the date. We both did the same thing. Showing up is no longer enough. What else are you offering? What more is there? So if we are not smashing, at the very least, cook, clean, organize the house, lay the bed. Do something that shows me or gives me a reason to keep you around. Yes, because you need to serve a purpose. This, this, this romanticism crap, no, I'm not about that life. This, this whole, oh, she's here. I have a hot chick in my room for the weekend. Yeah, to what end, though? You could have a hot chick in your room for the weekend and still end up in the friend zone. And for me, that's what I'm trying to avoid. One night is enough for me to gauge your intention. Don't try to sell me that idea of, ah, maybe tomorrow. No, because that's what happens. And all guys who are listening in know this experience. The games that are played by a lot of these females. And me, I'm not even mad about it. I'm just like, wait, let's be realistic. This is life. This is life. Don't come over. If you have no plans, I have annexed my bedroom. It's where the good stuff happens. So if you're coming through and you say, we're chilling on the balcony, I understand that you have no intentions of going to the bedroom. And I expect you to leave at some point in the night. You get It's that simple. Also, I'm not inviting you over to my house if I don't sense some kind of sexual attraction at all. There has to be a dynamic where I see this going somewhere in order for you to in order for me to bring you over. Because guys, this is a piece of advice. The more people you let into your home, the more you are at risk of, you know, encountering psychopaths. And I, I don't mean like regular psychopaths. Like the, the crazy, crazy, proper, proper, crazy, crazy. I don't think psychopaths are bad people. But there's just this other category of crazy women who come through. So be careful with that stuff. And I, I don't need you over for a weekend of, of you chilling and offering nothing. Ladies, please, let's be real about this. Showing up is no longer enough. Understand the message. And guys, you are allowed to let someone out of your house. Don't Please don't do it in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, you can send them to another part of the house to sleep. We'll give them a mattress on the floor. I'm, I'm not bothered about that. But don't send them out into the cold. That's mean. The problem is you're going to deny a guy a chow and then want to cuddle so you can still get your fulfillment while you leave him with a horn. For me, that's my issue. I would rather you sleep on the other end of the bed. I sleep on this end of the bed and we agree nothing is happening. But tomorrow you are leaving. This is the compromise. The best I can do for you. Yeah. I'm not going to throw you out to the wolves. At the same time, I am not going to give you the satisfaction you want without you giving me something in return. And I don't want women to get used to this kind of behavior where you just walk in and get things and then walk out. Imagine shopping was done like that. You walk into a store, you pick what you want to eat, and then you walk out. No money is paid. Then the person at the restaurant is like, where, you never paid? You're like, eh? I showed up to the restaurant. 
what kind of logic is this? I, I personally don't get it. And if you listen to yourselves long enough, ladies, you, you will begin to realize how crazy it sounds. So me, in conclusion, I'm just going to put it like this. Don't take gifts from a dude you plan on giving nothing back to, especially if you know what he wants in particular. Number two, be clear with your objectives. Don't do this thing where you're like, I'm just going over there to see what's up. No, 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 no. With us guys, we have plans in our mind. We don't know what to expect, but we know what we want when a girl is coming over. We know what we want, but we don't know what to expect because it could go any number of directions. And guys, this is to the men, right? If, if, if you don't sense any kind of sexual attraction, then I don't see why you're trying to change someone's mind about you. I, I really don't get it. I, I don't. Just allow. Of course, this comes with age and experience. You finally get to understand that, you know, if she's not interested, she's not interested. Period. So I, I would straight up learn to walk away from these situations and just say, Nyavo, it's like I'm coming over for the weekend. You're like, to do what exactly? Be clear about that. It sounds crude. It sounds mean. But like I said, chances are she's running away from something in her life. You're the getaway plan. Thing is, how do you gain from this? Yeah, it sounds cruel. It sounds mean, probably even savage. But transaction is the way of life. It's a capitalist environment. Let's work together to please each other. If you have nothing to offer on your end, then don't ask anything of me. Very simple, plain. Call me whatever you like. I'm okay with it. <laughs> we got past that point where these words hurt us. But I just, same message I'm going to teach my daughter. This is the exact same message I'm going to give my daughter. I don't see it being different in any way, or not even in the wording, not in the presentation. It's going to be the exact same way. So please, ladies, remember that. Before you go asking for stuff, what are you offering in return? Because this entitlement of saying, I deserve this because I exist, I'm sorry. No. The world has changed, man. The men have picked up on the tricks and games. It's not happening anymore. Keep up. See me out with Daniel Omara. Thank you all for tuning in and enjoying the stories about wood and wood fractures and eventually just sex and transaction but it's been fun being here it's always a pleasure catch me every saturday at 10 a.m to 12 p.m and of course download the rx radio app for the podcasts and have a blast with it hear me out, have a great weekend ladies and gentlemen hear me out 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 this is what music was created for rx radio